good evening. Happy Thursday. This is the Single Mom of Purpose. I am coming back on to continue our book discussion of Destroying the Spirit of Rejection, Receive Love and Acceptance and Find Healing by John Eckhart. And we are almost done with this book. We are in chapter 10, okay? The title of chapter 10 is the right way to handle rejection okay the right way to handle rejection i'm gonna let you guys know right now we can't hit nobody we can't curse nobody out okay we're gonna have to do it the christian way so let's go ahead and jump in and see what john eckhart is going to uh inform us on the right way to handle rejection okay so the scripture you know they always give a scripture is coming out of the book of psalm chapter 51 verse 17 and it says this the sacrifices of god are a broken spirit a broken and contrite heart oh god you will not despise okay So again, chapter 10, the right way to handle rejection. Going forward as a restored person back into real life, you must understand that you may face rejection in any number of troubling circumstances again and again. Jesus said, in this world, you will have tribulation, but be of good cheer. I have overcome the world. John 16, 33. So, Instantly, what that tells me is that we're going to have to find ways to deal with the rejections of life, okay? Even though it's going to hurt, even though it's not going to feel right, even though it's going to be downright wrong in many instances, we're going to have to find better ways of dealing with it. We can't close ourselves off from anybody. We can't curse anybody out again. We can't fight anybody. Um, we're Christians, okay? So we have to go about this in a godly fashion, in a godly manner. So let's go ahead and continue. One of the things you learn in life is that when you are rejected, you will deal with that rejection in some way. Whether it is human or divine rejection, your spirit will react. Of course, there are ways to handle rejection that are not productive or restorative, such as bitterness and anger, then there are constructive ways to handle rejection that sets you on a path to restoration and power over the enemy. Okay? How to deal with rejection. In this chapter, we are going to discuss five ways to properly deal with rejection of any kind. In the case of being rejected by God, you may have been involved with a lifestyle that God does not approve of, but it does not mean all hope is lost. You don't have to lose it all as Saul did. You can be set back on the right path. It all depends on how you handle it. Okay, so the five ways, I'm going to tell you what those five ways are, and then we'll dive into each way because there's a like a slew of things for each um one so number one it says ask why okay number two is do well 
Number three is seek to understand and obey the standard. Number four, accept that your acceptance comes only through Christ. And number five, let your faith match your lifestyle. Okay, so let's go ahead and dive into number one, ask why. Sometimes there are valid reasons for being rejected. All rejection is not from the devil. There are standards and requirements for participation in various areas in society. If you, excuse me, if you apply for a job, but don't have the education or experience the employer is looking for, you may not get a response to your application. If you apply to Harvard, but don't have the grades and they send you a rejection letter, don't go and write a manifesto on your Facebook page. Understand that this kind of rejection is valid and is nothing to get bent out of shape about. Thousands of people get rejected every year from certain schools. That's why guidance counselors tell you to apply to more than one, then you have options. Sometimes a school will reject you because of your grades doesn't make, wait, oh, I'm sorry. Sometimes a school will reject you because your grades don't meet its standard. Sometimes a school may not have enough room to accept everyone who applies. There are only a certain number of student openings. A school could send you a rejection letter for a number of reasons, but again, there is a valid rejection. I'm going to say something about this because about the employment um, thing. Um, many applicants don't get don't just get rejected because they may not have the education or the experience. In many cases, many applicants they are overqualified. Okay, it's not a reason for us to get rejected, but some employers will not bring in people who have more education, more experience. What reason they have, don't know. But you will get a lot of rejection letters if you are applying to different jobs. They can be asking for a bachelor's degree. You have the bachelor's degree, but you may also have an MBA as well. They'll reject you because of that, because, okay, we're asking for a BA, but you have an MBA as well. Now that tells me that this person has some great qualities that they could bring into the company, but yet again, we don't know who the people are doing the hiring practices and what their personal things may be. And that's a, 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 another reason why many people get rejection letters from employers as well. You may be overqualified. You may have too much of what they're looking for, okay? Um, okay, it says, remember this type of rejection is not personal. It does not have to ruin your life. It don't, okay? There's other jobs out there. There's other schools. I know some people, they, they get so concentrated on one company, one job, one school, but there's way more other opportunities out there, okay? Next, it says, there are also situations in church or in society where your character has to meet a certain standard in order for you to be accepted. Now, when I read this part, I had, a, I had an issue with it, okay? So let me go ahead and continue, and I'm going to share that. You don't automatically have a right to it just because you want it. If you don't measure up to a certain set of qualifications, you can be turned down. Now, like I said, I got a problem with this because we're not called by people. We're called by God. We're chosen by God. 
So if we're being rejected in church or in society, it doesn't necessarily mean that we're not who we are. Uh, God says we are. It doesn't necessarily mean that we're not who he has called us to be because people are going to judge you based off of their standards, off of their uh, requirements. So for churches, if they have their, oh, you have to be this, you got to be that. Now, there was one church I went to, and for to be a part of their leadership, you had to speak in tongues. Okay. <laughs> I'm laughing because I'm like, okay. So if you have someone who has everything else, they can preach, they can teach, they can do this, and they can do that, but they don't speak in tongues, you're going to turn them away. So that's just an example on how society or church folk will turn you away from doing what God has called you to do. Okay? And it's not right. Let's continue. Sometimes people get rejected for no good reason. The rejection is unjust. You can be rejected through no fault of your own. Okay? You can be rejected because of your race, gender, or because somebody simply doesn't like you. Sometimes you're rejected because of jealousy. Okay? Church folk. <laughs> Joseph was rejected by his brothers, and he was a righteous man. Not only did his brothers reject him, but they also sold him into slavery in Egypt. But understand, Joseph never allowed that rejection to destroy him. As a matter of fact, he began to discern that it was God who allowed that to happen to him to get him to Egypt. He took the time to examine his situation and see it through God's eyes. When he saw his brothers years later, instead of getting revenge, he forgave them. He didn't even let them remain afraid of him. Though he had the authority to kill them, he said, No, you're my brothers. I understand that it was God who did this. It has, He has me here for a purpose. Okay, now that's kind of a good type of rejection, okay? Because God blessed him, okay, in his rejection. Every rejection story is not like that, okay? But this is a good example on how... We can deal with rejection. Okay, we can look at it through God's eyes. Okay, God, this person rejected me or, you know, this happened to me. I'm feeling rejected. Okay, how can I look at this differently? Are you using this to better me, to better my circumstances? Okay, what's the on the good side of this? What's on the other side of this so it doesn't consume me? Okay, sometimes you have to stop and ask why was I rejected? Using discernment when you've been rejected can bring great deliverance and breakthrough to your life and to those around you just as it did for Joseph. When you've been rejected, keep your heart pure, forgive, and start expecting supernatural breakthrough to come soon. You may get turned down for a job or an academic program, but what other thing is God trying to work in your favor? Let me throw this in because I don't I haven't seen it in the book yet. What if you're getting rejected by a particular person? 
okay? Say you're in a relationship and the other person is rejecting you. I want to know how we deal with that kind of stuff, okay? That's something that we're always dealing with. You know, as a woman, you know, you want to be married. You want to, you know, you want to be married. You want to be a wife, you know? And if you keep getting rejected, how do you deal with that? And it could just be it's not the right guy, okay? But we don't know that until we get months into a relationship, you know, thinking that this is a person, only to come to find out that they're not. You know, that takes a toll on people. But I guess we can always, always, always uh, also look at it like, okay, God, this isn't the right person. Help me to deal with this situation, get over this, get delivered from this, and you know, continue to wait on you to send the right husband to me. That's a way we can deal with that. Okay. Um, let's see. Okay. Let's go on to number two. Do well. We've already discussed God's rejection of Cain in chapter two. If you recall... God rejected Cain's offering, but he accepted Abel's. Genesis 4, 5 through 7 says, But for Cain and for his offering, he did not have respect. And Cain was very angry, and his continuance failed. The Lord said to Cain, Why are you angry? Why is your continuance fallen? If you do well, shall you not be accepted? In other words, God was saying, I'm not rejecting you because of you. I'm rejecting you because of your offering. But if you do the right thing, I'll accept you. So it was nothing personal. Instead of Cain discerning the reason why he was rejected, he got angry and killed his brother. Cain did not respond to rejection correctly. Even though God told him, if you do what is right, I'll accept you. Maybe he could have gone and changed his offering, brought the correct offering, and God would have accepted him. But he didn't do that. He allowed the rejection to lead him down a path of self-destruction, anger, bitterness, murder, and finally a curse. Most people respond to rejection in this way. Opening the door to spirits of anger, hatred, and sometimes even murder. But they could find out why they were, re re nah, why they were rejected, re-examine the requirements, reapply with the right thing, and perhaps be accepted. Okay, number three, seek to understand and obey the standard. As I have said, there is valid rejection. Sometimes people with the spirit of rejection have a difficult time discerning valid rejection from invalid rejection. There are standards in everyday life and with God that have to be adhered to. Rejections that come as a result of not meeting certain criteria are not personally set up against you. If you are rejected for a valid reason, it is not because you are unloved. There was just a requirement you didn't meet this time around. So here's where you need to ask 
to, no, I'm sorry, need to seek to understand the requirement and figure out ways to obey it. Hosea 4, 6, my people are destroyed for lack of knowledge because you have rejected knowledge. I will reject you from being my priest. In essence, what God is saying here is if you are going to be my people, you will need to be knowledgeable. I need people who know me, know my word, and know my spirit. I can't have people who say they belong to me and are arrogant. I'm sorry, ignorant. <laughs> I don't know what. Okay. This particular time, Israel have rejected the knowledge of God. They rejected the word of God. They didn't want to keep God's standard. I am not saying God is going to reject you because you don't know every verse in the Bible. I'm simply saying that when you are a part of God's people, one of the signs that you are his is that you have knowledge. Okay? And that is so important. So important. Okay? So important. Because how can you say you're God's child? How can you say you're a Christian, but you don't know how to go up against the enemy with scripture? You have no scripture to combat anything or anybody. Okay? How can you not know his word? How can you not know his spirit? The Holy Spirit is going to, you know, that's our discernment. That's how we discern from right from wrong, okay? If you are not connected to that, if you are not connected to God, if you are not connected to his word, how can you operate as one of his children, okay? That's as a side note. Um, Paul wrote to Timothy, study to show yourself approved by God, 2 Timothy 2.15. God accepts people who study people who know what is required and do it he rejected israel because the israelites rejected knowledge basically they wanted to remain ignorant some people think that ignorance is a valid excuse for disobedience i didn't know fortification was wrong it tells you that in the bible i just figured god gave you all of these desires the bible says god will give us the desires of our, of our heart but they have to go in line with his will, okay? Or I didn't know I needed to turn in that form so that my application could be accepted. Whatever it is, people who have an understanding of what is required and do it will receive the benefits of what they are sending, seeking, excuse me, approval for. And that's why, this has nothing to do with the book, but that's why discipleship is so important. That's why churches need to, to uh, teach discipleship when you have new members when you have new christians that come into the body of christ they have to know what they have to do everyone doesn't know they have to pray okay the bible tells us we should pray without ceasing but if we don't read the word if we're not taught it okay if we don't seek out the word for ourselves then yes you can be ignorant to what you are to do so that's why you shouldn't just go to church on Sundays. You shouldn't just go to Bible studies on what Tuesdays, Wednesdays, or Thursdays. Different churches have different days. You have to study for yourself. Just don't take two days on a week and be like, oh, I went to church. I went to Bible study. I know everything. No, you know, I don't know everything. <laughs> I don't know everything, but I still get in my Bible. Okay. 
when something comes up okay okay what what does this apply to or what kind of scripture can I you know read or what kind of prayer can I pray to help me with this okay uh back to the book God said I will reject you from being my priest in other words God God is saying you can't be a priest you can't minister to me or represent me if you have no knowledge of me you're ignorant God gave the Israelites commandments so they could know him and have his wisdom and knowledge. But they rejected his commandments. Thou shalt not kill, thou shalt not steal, thou shalt not commit adultery. They didn't want to do any of that. They wanted to do what they wanted to do. They wanted to remain ignorant. Okay? No, we do not want this. This is too much. We don't want the responsibility of learning your laws and learning your word. We just want the blessings. We don't want the responsibility of knowing. I've heard people say this about other areas in life too. Oh, I didn't know it was going to take all of this. You can't come to God and stay the way that you are. There's going to be some work. There's going to be some work. That's why a lot of people walk away. When they find out they have to give up some people, they have to give up some places they have to give up some things they have to give up some things that they were doing okay smoking drinking sleeping around you can't be of god you can't say your gods and still be doing that stuff because you will feel rejected okay you just can't come and be like okay i'm still gonna do this and you're still gonna bless me doesn't work like that okay back to the book but maybe it does take a lot and maybe it's worth it. Maybe you didn't have what it took the first time. Get familiar with what you need to know, regroup, go back to school, get excuse me, get some ministry training, find someone to be accountable to and try again. For life in the spirit approval from God is everything. It is worth learning what he requires so that you can experience his glory on your life. God said, no, I can't accept ignorance. I'm raising up a new people who will know me and my ways. I'm going to put my law and my word inside of them. It is critical as believers, as saints, to understand that God has a standard. He doesn't accept everything. Yes, God is love, but he still doesn't accept just anything. Your employer doesn't accept just anything. The school you may want to attend doesn't accept just anything. The requirements have been made clear. Now it's up to you to abide by them so that you can experience the benefits God has set up for your successful life. Okay, number four. Accept that your acceptance comes only through Christ. Regardless of what's happening in the world, what opportunities we want, or what goals we want to achieve, the only reason that any of us receive true acceptance is not because God accepted us, but because God accepted us through Jesus Christ. It was through his blood that we became acceptable. Matthew 13, 47, 48 says this. Again, the kingdom of heaven is like a net that was cast into the sea 
and gathered all kinds of fish. When it was full, they drew it to the shore, sat down, and gathered the good into baskets, but threw the bad away. That's rejection. The bad was thrown away. The word reject means to refuse to accept, take for some purpose or use, to refuse to hear, receive, or admit. It means to cast off, discard, or throw out as worthless, worthless, or in other words, to discard that which is useless or substandard. See, God's standard is so perfect that there's no way you can meet it without the blood of Jesus. That's why you must always put your faith in him. It's not because of what you can do or what you can't do. You could never be good enough for God. The only way you can be accepted is to be justified by faith. That's it. Without faith, it's impossible to please him. Hebrews 11, 6. God rejects everybody, including you, unless you come to him through Christ and accept by faith his sacrifice on the cross. The blood of Jesus then covers you and allows you to be presented faultless before God. This is the only way you can be qualified and accepted by God. Matthew 13, 49 and 50. So shall it be at the end of the world, the angels will come out and separate the evil from the righteous and throw them into the fiery furnace. There will be wailing and gnashing of teeth. So here's another case of rejection. God rejects the bad, just as you reject bad things. If you get a bushel of apples and there's a bad one in there, what do you do with it? You reject it. You don't just eat it. You are very careful about what you eat. If something is not fresh, if it's spoiled, you reject it. If the food is not right in the restaurant, you send it back. God is the same way. If something is not correct, if it is wicked, evil, or sinful, God rejects it. The only one God accepts is Jesus. You cannot be accepted unless you're in Christ. Many of us have a hard time understanding this. We think this whole salvation message is about going to church and doing this and not doing that. Though we should strive to do well as it is a sign of our love for God, John 14, 15 and 23 and a sign of growth, but don't put the cart before the horse. Some may complain, I don't see why you have to be saved and be in Christ. Why do you need Christ? What's wrong with being a Muslim or a Hindu? You must realize it's not about that. No religion is good enough for God to accept. God is perfectly holy and his standard is much higher than ours. His standard is perfection. He gave the law so that when we fail to keep it, we would realize our need for a savior. 
he knew his commandments were impossible to keep. He wanted the human race to have faith that there was one coming who would die for our sins and impart righteousness and salvation to us through that faith. In the meantime, the people of Israel took the blood of animals to cover their sins every year. But even then, they believed there was one coming who would take away their sins, the Messiah. Okay, number five. Let your faith match your lifestyle. When you say, I have faith, does your lifestyle reflect your faith? In James 2, the apostle talks about people who say they believe in the Lord, but their lifestyles are raggedy. They are living as if God has no standard. They don't know five scriptures and have no real spiritual knowledge, but yet they know the Lord. Okay. talk about that let's go to James 2 14 18 but says what does it profit my brothers if a man says he said he has faith but has no works can faith save him if a brother or sister is naked and lacking daily food and one of you says to them depart in peace be warmed and filled and yet you give them nothing that the body needs what does it profit so faith by itself, if it has no works, is dead. But a man may say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without your works and I will show you by faith by my works. Faith is not only about talking. It's also about doing. You believe that there is one God, you do well. The demons also believe in tremble, James 2.19. So I guess the devil is saved too. Was not Abraham our father justified by works when he offered his son Isaac on the altar? Do you see how faith worked with his works? And by works faith was made perfect? The scripture was fulfilled which says Abraham believed God and it was reckoned to him as righteousness and he was called the friend of God. You see then how by works a man is justified and not by faith alone. That's James 2, 21, 2 through 4. Faith saves you, but your faith will always have works attached to it. What you believe and put trust in, whether good or bad, is demonstrated by your lifestyle. What God accepts, Acts 10, 34 through 35. Then Peter began to speak, saying, Truthfully, I perceive that God is no respecter of persons. But in every nation, he who fears him and works righteousness is accepted by him. We can't impress God. He doesn't accept us because of our position, titles, or good looks. God looks at, looks at the heart. He is not concerned about your color, your language, or your position. But in every nation, he is looking for people who fear him and do what is right. That's who God accepts. People made righteous by the blood of Jesus who then lived that righteousness out in godly lifestyles. God does not accept rebellious people, witches, warlocks, perverts, liars, cheaters, and thieves. No, God doesn't accept them. He is under no obligation to do so. If you feel like God isn't accepting your prayers, look at your heart. 
If you feel like your prayers are not getting anywhere, look at your heart. If you feel like God is not accepting you, look at your heart. The Bible says a broken and contrite heart, O God, you will not despise. Psalm 51, 17. God accepts humility, contrition, is that the word? C-O-N-T-R-I-T-I-O-N. Fear, reverence, and righteousness. God's rejection comes as a result of his holiness and righteousness. God will never reject you if you come to him. He will in no way cast you out. If you come humbly and accept him, he will accept you. He will never close the door on you, but he will not compromise his standards to accept a lifestyle that is against his word. Seeking wisdom, knowledge, and understanding after rejection is a healthy way forward after being restored. Rushing right in with spirits of anger, revenge, and self-pity will bring curses and not blessing. Many times with rejection, there are opportunities to learn, grow, and try again. Okay, so that has been chapter 10, the right way to handle rejection. Okay, so I hope and I pray that um, you found some good stuff with what I just shared from this book, uh, chapter 10. Going forward, we have some ways that we can deal with rejection better, okay? We're not going to want to get angry. We're not going to want to try to get any type of revenge. We're going to, let me give you those steps again. Step one, or number one, is to ask why. Number two, do well. Number three, seek to understand and obey the standard. Number four, accept that your acceptance comes only through Christ. And number five, let your faith match your lifestyle. Okay, so again, Destroying the Spirit of Rejection, Receive Love and Acceptance and Find Healing. This book is by John Eckhart. And we have two more chapters to go and we are done with this book. And I am enjoying this book. I'm enjoying sharing this book. Um, I'm feeling much better um, knowing what I've been dealing with, learning different ways to deal with it, um, learning different ways why it's an issue and why it can no longer be an issue. Um, and just getting free of it. So I hope you guys are having those same um, things going on. That it's not going to no longer be an issue for you. And if it is, you know, we know ways of dealing with it. It's, we can't take it personal. You know, it's, it's, um, it shouldn't be a personal thing. Because like the books said, sometimes when we're rejected, it's not even going to be our fault. Okay. We can be called by God, we can be chosen by God, but other people can be jealous, okay? They may want some religious requirements that God doesn't require, so yes, they're going to reject us. But those type things, it doesn't have to look, reflect on us, because it's not our issue, it's not our problem. And I believe in those instances, those people are going to have to deal with God, okay? 
Because when we are called by God, when we are chosen by God, and He sends us somewhere, He sends us to do something, and those very people reject us, they are rejecting God. Okay? So, that's not us. That's them. And that could be applied to other situations, like with the job thing. You apply for a job. You don't get it. Okay, but you're overqualified. Okay, God, what else do you have for me? Since these people don't want me, and I got all this experience, I have all this education, I can do wonders for their company, I can do wonders for their department, you know, I can bring some some good things to their department, their company, make it better, but since they don't want me, what else do you have for me, okay? So we just have to turn those negative into positives, okay? Whatever the situation is, turn it around, okay? Let God give you something better let God show you something better okay so again this is a single mom of purpose you can find me on Instagram um, you can find my Facebook group Kingdom Gales Ministries on Facebook um, also on Instagram you can check out my website where I have blogs that I've been writing since 2016 the uh, website is www.tamaramccarthyenterprises.com I am a self-published author. You can find my books on my website as well. They're also available on Amazon.com. That's it. That is it. And I will be back sometime this week, if not next week, to go over chapter 11 and maybe chapter 12, because chapter 12 is this small. So I may just give you 11 and 12 on the same day, but we'll see how that goes. I pray that you guys are doing well. I pray that this podcast is blessing you. Um, I thank you for always listening um, and share. Share with other people. You know, not even just with the you know book discussion on rejection. There are way more um, podcast episodes on here that you can share with them and see how it helps them. Okay? So, I pray that you have um, an amazing week, the rest of your week, an amazing weekend. Okay? And I will be talking to you guys shortly. Be blessed.